Welcome to the Stretch Mobility Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Narker, and I'm truly honored to embark on this transformative journey with you. Together, let's build a thriving community of PTAs who are trailblazing their way to success in the world of stretch mobility coaching. I am here to equip you with the tools, knowledge, and strategies that will take you from being a physical therapist assistant to becoming a solo professional in the realm of stretch mobility coaching. Now, whether you're dreaming of starting your own practice or do you want to expand your current client base or you want to establish yourself as a respected authority in the health and wellness injury, I've got you covered. Now, this podcast is going to be more than just a show. Guys, it is a community, a community of caring and motivated PTAs who are committed to making a positive impact through the power of stretch mobility coaching. Together, we'll cultivate an environment where we can find inspiration, we can connect with like-minded professionals and foster meaningful collaborations. So get ready, immerse yourself in compelling stories, gain actionable insights, and be part of a community that champions your success. Let's unlock your full potential as a PTA and make a lasting impact in the world of stretch mobility coaching. Hey guys, welcome back to the show today. I'm so excited to present you with number two of five of the PTA training series that talks about liability, risk, and this is for those PTAs that are looking to step outside their license and work solo, whether that's a solo practice owner, a weight and outside physical therapy, and you're wanting to work in health, wellness, and fitness, or whether you want to replace that full-time job with a full-time solo practitioner gig. And welcome back to the show today. Today's episode number two out of five in a training to help PTAs better understand their professional role and when they are considering to step outside their clinical job and they want to work in the areas of fitness, wellness, prevention, and health. And in today's show, I am going to help you better understand malpractice and liability. Now, this is important for you to understand because most of us put this in a category of a gray area, okay? So I really want you to understand what's going on here so that you can expand your service offerings in the realm of fitness, wellness, and prevention. Now, guys, as a dedicated physical therapist assistant, your passion for helping people is very evident. And I applaud you for what you're doing and where you are right now. Thank you for all you've done on the rehabilitative side and congratulations for looking into the next step of your career. Now, your natural ability is to broaden the impact by offering services under maybe a separate certification, or maybe you're just thinking, I'm just going to call myself a stretch coach, or I'm just going to call myself a stretching professional. However, although it sounds great, it's crucial to comprehend the potential malpractice and liability considerations that come with you deciding to do something with your clinical knowledge and applying it on the health, wellness, and fitness side. Now, when you choose to offer fitness 
wellness, and prevention services, you're actually going to be entering into a new domain. And this is taking you beyond your PTA scope of practice. And as a PTA, your role is heavily regulated and it's governed by specific guidelines and ethical standards. Now, offering other services while utilizing your professional skills learned as a PTA, it introduces you to an additional layer of responsibility that is going to require careful navigation. Now, let's talk about malpractice for PTAs. That's something we don't hear a whole lot out there, um, and it refers to professional negligence or a failure to provide appropriate care that's going to result in harm to a patient or on our side, we call them clients. Now, while your new certification might provide you with knowledge and exercise, knowledge and fitness, your primary PTA license does not automatically extend to this new practice area. As a result, your actions under this new scope could expose you to malpractice claims if they're not executed with the same diligence as your PTA duties. Now, let's talk a little bit about negligence. Negligence is, de is defined as the failure to perform a proper skilled care towards your client as you would do in a similar situation as a PTA performing PTA services under the supervision of a licensed PT. Now, when you are faced with negligence, or malpractice as a PTA, you're going to have the following questions asked of you to determine whether it is that. So number one is what duty of care did the physical therapist assistant owe their client while performing this new service? Number two, did the PTA breach that duty of care? Now you guys write this down, duty of care. Did the client, number three, did the client suffer any damages? And number four, was the breach of duty of care the primary cause of the client's damages? Now, when you define the duty of care as a PTA, they can actually determine whether negligence actually occurs. So let's talk about an example here, okay? A client may be is attending a general stretching class with, let's say you are a certified yoga instructor, okay? Yoga is considered a non-medical service, okay? So let's say you as a PTA, you have a certification as a yoga instructor, and this is a non-medical service. And this client, if they go to a non-skilled professional, is going to expect general stretching program that is safe but this participant is not going to expect a yoga instructor that does not have a PTA license to be able to examine individual participants or modify their stretches when the stretches are maybe painful. But a PTA would be expected to recognize warning signs and teach at a higher level than a yoga instructor, even though they hold a yoga instructor certification, okay? So guys, I hope this is raising your ears up and you're ready to listen to this information because I know that this has not been out there. So what this means is your PTA credentials 
when you're marketing your program, maybe you're telling your client that you're a PTA, you're clarifying your role and you're going, I'm a PTA, but I have a yoga certification. Your person, your participant only heard that you're a PTA. Okay, no matter what you said, they only heard that you're a PTA and the expectation of care is going to be that you have more knowledge than a traditional yoga instructor. Okay, so because you have more training and skills to recognize when a fitness participant is at risk for overstretching or injury, this places a PTA at risk due to the risk factors the PTA observes. The physical therapist assistant that does not observe these risk factors of the class participants, this can result in the participant incurring an injury. And guys, an injury to a person is typically pain. A non-skilled yoga instructor does not have the same knowledge as you. So they can't spot the risk factors. So they don't have the duty to recognize those risk factors. So they're not even considered negligent factors when their client is injured or has pain. The evident duty of care for the PTA turned yoga instructor does not necessarily mean that the PTA has a duty to treat this participant like a patient as they would in a PT clinic, but you do have to customize their program to avoid liability. Now, here's some things that you need to consider when you're working in the areas of fitness, wellness, and prevention. Your scope of practice as a PTA is distinct from a yoga instructor or a personal trainer or a massage therapist. And if you provide other services without adhering to those standards and principles of your PTA role, you could be held liable for exceeding your professional boundaries. Now, let's talk a little bit about skill, clinical skill, and clinical education. Your education and clinical skills as a PTA are tailored to your role in healthcare. If you neglect to provide the same level of care, and listen up, guys, and documentation. When offering other services, you might be charged with neglect or malpractice. Now, I know most of you are stepping away so that you don't have those documentation standards, but listen up, guys. You need to still, if you are a PTA, you need to still document when you're working in health, wellness, and fitness. It's essential. Now, let's talk a little bit about documentation because this is an area I know most of you have not even considered. Proper documentation is essential in any health-related service. Failing to document your interactions, your assessments, your interventions, and other service offerings can actually lead to liability claims, leaves room for misunderstanding and disputes about the care that you provided. Guys, it's also required if you are a PTA and you are working under another certification, you still have to document. So if you're doing a class, if you're doing a program, whether it's fitness related or whatever, you still have to get baseline measures and you still have to document each time. So don't think that you don't have to do that. Okay. Now, baseline assessments in your PTA practice. Baseline assessments are routine for creating tailored treatment plans. Now, if you omit 
baseline assessments in your new service offerings, you could be held accountable if a client experiences adverse effects. And and that can be anything. I'm not going to go into that here, but I think you understand what I'm saying here. Guys, knowledge is power. Better understanding and mitigating risk can allow a PTA to step outside their PTA clinical role. Now, guys, I hope that you found this information very helpful. And if you want to learn more about mitigating your risk, join my private Facebook group, PTA Trailblazers. And in this group, I'm going to highlight more areas a PTA should be aware of and show ways a PTA can legally step outside their license while following their state practice acts and guidelines. Now, I have PTAs that are bringing in over six figures with my program. And when you join that private Facebook group, you can learn more about that too. Stay tuned, guys, for the next episode. The next episode is going to be number three in a series of five. And this is going to be mitigating risk as a PTA business owner. Now, again, the next one is three out of five. So I hope we see you on that episode. Thanks again for joining us today. These little short episodes are here to trigger thought so that you don't make a mistake and you don't get charged or held liable for any neglect actions. Guys, I hope this is very helpful for you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Stretch Mobility Coast podcast. I hope you found inspiration and valuable insights that will propel your journey as a PTA in the world of stretch mobility coaching. Remember, the power lies within you to transform your career. Don't hesitate to implement the tools, the knowledge, and the strategy that we've discussed to take that leap from being a PT assistant to becoming a solo professional. Now, before we part ways, I want to encourage you to share this podcast with your colleagues and fellow PTAs. Together, we can build a strong community of passionate and empowered PTAs trailblazing their way to success. Now, to ensure that you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. By subscribing, you'll be notified whenever a new episode is released and you won't miss out on the latest tips, interviews and stories that can fuel your professional growth. Thank you once again for being a part of our vibrant community. Your dedication to your clients and your commitment to personal and professional development is truly inspiring. I'm honored to be on this transformative journey with you. Until next time, keep stretching boundaries, embracing growth, and making a profound impact as a stretch mobility coach. Together, let's unlock the full potential of your career and create a legacy of excellence for other PTAs.